welcome to Heart Classic Pearls, a podcast for short stories and more. Previously on Heart Classic Pearls, we shared with you the final part of Eating Thoughts. This week, we'll introduce a new story from the What Love Makes Me Do series. This is Mirror Mirror, I See You. When you cry, his eyes also leak a running faucet. He copies your every move. Your smile is the sun, and he lounges in that sunlight. He feels what you feel, hurts when you hurt. All your pain projected on his blank canvas. All your angry red and cool blue paints his canvas a sad purple. He sees your pain, he sees your flaws, yet he still loves you. He still loves your alligator yawns that you try to cover up with your small, small hands. He still loves your tangled, knotted bed hair. He still loves every inch of your soft, round face. Your cheeks, with tears rolling down to your chin, your tears reflect onto him. Your pain and your anger. He grows mad for your injustice because how dare, how dare Barbara adds to your busy plate of things to do and then schedules a meeting on a Friday Your smile and laughter are Christmas lights, your sweet joy. The world just seems happier when you are. But this is not a love story. He sees your creasing lines running across your forehead. He sees your dark thoughts of purple. He can feel your unsteady sureness in what you do and say. He sees it all. You cannot hide, at least not from it. There are parts hated but also loved about you. It took a while to fall in love with your hate. Your anger is what protects you, protects us. I see your pain, your light, and your love. I am a mirror. I am a mirror. I am your mirror. I am you. was written after often hearing objects and things being referred to as she or her pronouns. For example, when looking at a nice car, one might say, she's a beauty. It irked me. How does an object have a gender? It makes a lot of sense to notice the beauty of symmetry, but to call an object an inanimate object, a she or even a he is just behind the times. The story was originally written in opposition to that belief of an object's gender, but I took a sharp left at the end. I wasn't sure how to conclude it and happened to be reading The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a novel about an investigation of the odd happenings of of one person's two personalities, which is um, Dr. Henry Jekyll and Edward Hyde. 
This novel is written by Robert Louis uh, Stevenson. It's well known and often refer, um, referred and referenced for DID, the Dissociative Identity Disorder or Multi-Personality Disorder, and the short story is a light take. It's just a mere scratch. Our next story is from Paul Zindel's novel, The Pig Man. In a brief moment, I'll be reading an excerpt from it. My reason for sharing this book is because of the character Mr. Angelo Pignati, also most commonly referred to as Pigman. I remember reading this book in middle school, and then I recently revisited it and was surprised to find that I did not remember anything about the plot. Pigman presents to John and Lorraine, both main protagonists of the book, a few tricks and stories. He becomes the sole adult figure in their adolescent livelihoods, who also expands their palettes. From chocolate-covered ants to rollerblading in the mall, Mr. Pignati encouraged John and Lorraine to be in the driver's seat of their lives. The book was published in 1968 and is banned in some public schools due to the offensive language and themes. I can't say that the book is that vulgar or offensive, but I believe it's meant to be read by young adults. And it's not a bad book. His deceased wife collected glass pigs in different shapes and colors. These pigs are meant to represent the happy memories they shared. Bobo, a baboon at the zoo, the three visited almost daily was Pigman's best companion and only companion after becoming a widow and before John and Lorraine. The relationship between the two teens and adults was a weird one, looking on the outside. But to John and Lorraine, who lacked an adult who supported their decisions and imaginations, Angelo Pignati was the father they never got to have. This is Paul Zendel's Pigman. Number from one to five, the pigman said, starting to get a little bit of the old gleam back. This is going to tell you what kind of person you are. He drew a diagram on a piece of paper and laid it in front of us. I thought he had completely flipped. I'm going to tell you a murder story, and your job is just to listen. When he drew the skull and wrote assassin, Jean perked up a little. There is a river with a bridge over it, and a wife and her husband live in a house on one side. The wife has a lover who lives on the other side of the river, and the only way to get from one side of the river to the other is to walk across the bridge or to ask the boatman to take you. One day, the husband tells his wife, that he has to be gone all night to handle some business in a faraway town. The wife pleads with him to take her with him because she knows if he doesn't, she will be unfaithful to him. The husband absolutely refuses to take her because she will only be in the way of his important business. So the husband goes alone. When he is gone, the wife goes over the bridge and stays with her lover. The night passes, and dawn is almost up. 
when the wife leaves because she must get back to her own house before her husband gets home. She starts across the bridge, but sees an assassin waiting for her on the other side, and she knows if she tries to cross, he will murder her. In terror, she runs up the side of the river and asks the boatman to take her across the river. But he wants 50 cents. She has no money, so she refuses to take her. The wife runs back to the lover's house and explains to him what her predicament is and asks him for 50 cents to pay the boatman. The lover refuses, telling her it's her own fault for getting into the situation. As dawn comes up, the wife is nearly out of her mind and decides to dash across the bridge. When she comes face to face with the assassin, he takes out a large knife and stabs her until she is dead. This excerpt was from Lorraine's point of view. There are five characters in Pigman's story. Do you remember who the five characters are? They were introduced throughout the story in this order. Wife, husband, lover, boatman, and assassin. On a piece of paper, please write down those characters in the order in which you think were most responsible for the death of the wife. Just list them in the order you think are to blame. Pigman asks John and Lorraine to list these characters in the order of who is most responsible for the death. And both list the boatman as the most guilty of the five. Number one. Each character symbolizes what you like or find important in the world. The wife represents fun. The husband represents love. The lover represents sex, the boatman represents magic, and the assassin represents money. What is your priority order like? How do you like things in the world? Today's RQ is Be a Rainbow in Somebody Else's Cloud by Maya Angelou. Thank you for listening to Heart Classic Pearls. Please check out our Instagram at classic.pearls. We'll be back with more episodes in the following weeks. Tune in for more. This is your host, Classic Pearls, signing off.